0: And I was getting so distressed and, more, and every month, the more it went on, I just got more and more distressed. And then I was like, you know, it's probably around maybe April last year. And I was like, okay, what else can you do, Kitty? It must be the training. Like, you're still training too hard. You're just, you're training too hard. So I was like, grasping at straws. So I was like, okay, I'm going to completely stop training. I'm just going to do something, you know, like I'll, and I had the idea to work with Amy, which I'm not, um. I'm grateful that I worked with her anyway for three months because she's just so amazing. And if you don't follow her, you should really, really follow. And I really enjoyed the time that I spent with her. And we did a lot of awesome mobility work, which was great for me because I didn't do a lot of that. So, which I've still maintained now. So, you know, I remember that when I made that decision to stop the training for a week. Oh, yeah. So the peeing. So I was peeing all the time and I wasn't sleeping. So I was waking up like two, three, four, five times a night because I was so anxious. And um, so I remember with Amy, I like when I'd made that decision that I was going to do that, for about a week the pain just stopped and I started sleeping through the night because I think in my mind I was like, oh, okay, you're making some progress, Kitty. This is going to be it. This is going to be the thing that's going to help you fall pregnant. And then I think after a week and then when I started training with her, I realised again that I still couldn't control it. I still couldn't control the outcome and then the anxiety came back and the pain came back and I still wasn't sleeping and it just got worse and worse over that over the next two to three months Um, and I just remember like standing in the kitchen in our place in Main Beach one day and just breaking and just crying and sobbing and sobbing and just I'm like I just I can't I, I can't make this happen I can't make this happen and I think too you know, I really felt like a failure. I'm like, how can you not do this, Kitty? Like, this is this is something that every woman should be able to do. And you're doing everything, you know. You're not even, you have hardly training. You're eating so much body food. You know, you've put body fat on. You're taking all the right supplements, you know. But I was just so stressed out. Welcome to the Win It Life podcast, a place where we share everything you need to know about restoring your metabolism so you can break free from restrictive diets and build a body you love. I'm Kitty Bloomfield, co-founder of New Strength and your host for this episode. I'm also the guest for this episode, so this is the first solo podcast that I've done And I wanted to just jump on and do an update to, you know, falling pregnant at 40. I'll nearly be 41. So I turned 41 uh, in January. I'm not pregnant yet, but I've had a lot of people ask me and send me messages just, you know, asking how I'm going and asking me to share my journey. So I thought I'll just jump on and record a solo podcast because it'll be easier than trying to just share it on bloody Instagram stories because you can only do one minute at a time and that'd be a lot of Instagram stories. So, before we jump into it, I just wanted to give you an update on our skincare because Emma and I just get so many messages about when when is it coming, when is it coming. So, oh, God, we started, started formulating. It would be over two years now. And what a learning experience that was. So the first formulators we worked with weren't great. You know, they weren't very innovative or receptive to trying to do what we wanted to do. And I guess it was quite – it has been quite difficult because – You know, we didn't want to use a lot of the, you know, shit preservatives and fillers and all the other crap that, you know, a lot of other brands put in their moisturizers because it's cheap and you wouldn't bloody believe the markup on, um, you know, moisturizers and body lotions because most of them are filled with just such cheap ingredients. So we worked with some people for a while and then we decided to just take those, take what they've done for us. And we found, thank goodness, these amazing formulators. They're young, they're in their 30s, just, you know, so responsive and really innovative and just excited about saturating the brand and what we're trying to do. And they took what we had and made it even better. And then the next hurdle, though, was trying to sort out the packaging. Now, you would think it would be easy, but it's just, it has been, excuse my French, but a massive clusterfuck. Um, but, you know, like anything, you you learn as you go along. So, we finally got the packaging sorted. It's on its way, should hit Australia, I think. Um, oh, the other thing about the packaging, too, like you would think you could find good packaging in Australia, you, you just can't. Like, even our formulators are like, you need to go overseas. So, anyway, um, it should arrive in December. And then our formulators need to obviously package everything up. We need to get a photo shoot done for the website. So we're hoping end of January, it will definitely be out by February next year. So it's super, super exciting. We've been, you know, working so hard for this. It feels like forever. Um, But I guess, you know, like anything, good things take, take time. So, yeah, so that's the update on the skincare. And, you know, as we get closer to the actual release date, we will... We'll keep you keep you updated, and Emma's gonna start releasing some more educational content around you know why we don't want to put pufffer on our skin and just a lot of the why's around the ingredients that she chose um because every ingredient has a purpose, so we haven't just put things in there for the sake of it so yeah it's it's super super exciting so let's get into the let's get into the podcast so oh, i'm gonna I'm gonna start right at the beginning because for those of you who haven't listened to the podcast before who may not know the story. Um, I actually have only ever had one serious relationship before Craig, which was my ex-husband. So I spent a lot of my younger years drinking, taking drugs, starving myself and sleeping with random men. So I was super, super promiscuous and I just thought that in order, I thought that it was a game to to go out and get men to want to sleep with me. And, you know, I was really lonely and I thought that I would meet the man of my dreams in a nightclub, which is, I mean, sounds bloody ridiculous now, doesn't it? Um, And, you know, I just, I just basically slept around, partied hard. And then I met my now ex-husband when I was 24 and we got engaged after 12 months, which which was a mistake because I cheated on him and I actually cheated on him twice. Um, And, you know, I remember... We actually went to Dubai to, I think, try and escape from it all and have a fresh start. But then I felt pregnant and we had to get married and then I had a miscarriage and I had a whole heap of, you know, issues around my cycle because I was just drinking and taking drugs and I was not taking drugs in Dubai because you couldn't because um, they'd chop your head off. But we drank a lot in Dubai and I just starved myself too. So, you know, I had really irregular and painful periods. I had that miscarriage, had a DNC. I had precancerous cell, cells removed from my cervix. I never made the connection between all the drinking and the, you know, the starving myself. So I remember actually leaving Dubai because I cheated on him in Dubai and I, I left and I actually spent six months just partying, taking drugs, looking for a man to love me at nightclubs and on Tinder and obviously didn't find anyone and then ended up getting back with my husband because I just wanted, I'm not ashamed to say this, but I just wanted my, my old life back, our nice house, our cars, you know, he had a really good job. And I just wanted to feel secure. And I was chasing that security. I remember the first Day he came back to Australia, we slept together, and I was like, I just didn't even want him to touch me. I thought you're making a mistake, but I was too gutless to actually leave him. So, you know, it all went well for a while, and I just sort of settled settled down again. And then, you know, the same thing happened again. I was looking elsewhere, nearly cheated on him again, and I thought, oh, you, you got to leave him, Kitty. This time, like, you can't keep doing this. You know, so I left him, and then you know, got on the big party bender scene um, again, and. You know, looking for love in all the wrong wrong places, and you know and the reason that I'm telling you this story is this whole time you know I was with my husband, you know, I never really had this urge to have a baby, you know, I wasn't like, okay, meet the husband, let's straight away try and have kids so you know, it wasn't really something I never remember him ever really talking about it that much towards the end, you know we started to think about maybe trying, um but thank goodness we didn't have a baby. we just felt pregnant in Dubai by accident, we weren't actually trying. Um, and so, yeah, I left him and spent six months just being a loose cannon. And I was working in mining at the time, so I worked in HR and recruitment for uh, BMA, which is which was the alliance between um, BHP and Mitsubishi. It's a coal mine, so they had all of these like targets for. Um, women and green hires. And one of the mind control roles I was uh, recruiting for, they actually had a, like quite a number of roles where they had to get green and, uh, and women. So my superintendent just said, Oh, do you want to apply for it? And I thought, Oh, fuck it. Why not? You know, like what a great opportunity. I know you know someone like me would never get a job like that. Usually the people in mind control roles are supervisors, you know, pit supervisors um, who have had a heap of experience. So I interviewed for it, got the job, um, and then yeah, I left left my husband because I just went down that same path again. I thought I was going to cheat on him because I was unhappy, um, and I started up this again typical kitty, you know, like looking for love in the wrong places. started started up this sort of flirting relationship with this superintendent. And, you know, we sent each other naked photos or like each other. We'd flirt all the time and, you know, have dinner together. And he also had a girlfriend and he was never going to leave his girlfriend. Like this is just typical me chasing after these unavailable men. And I was really distracted um, at work and it was showing in my work. And I actually remember one of the step-up supervisors, I can't remember her name now, but she was really lovely. And I'm actually super grateful to her for doing this. She sat down with me one day and she said, Kitty, Um you're so distracted. Like I, you're supposed to be the one taking control of the shift. And I just feel really uneasy working with you because you're so distracted all the time. And I'm going to sit down and tell Charles, and she did. And, you know, he sat with me and based, not in these words, but he, he was basically like, you know, if it was anyone else, they'd be on a performance, um, they'd be on performance management. And he's like, you know, I know that it's hard leaving your husband and getting your divorce, but you're getting a divorce, you don't have cancer, you know, um, it's not like he's dying uh, and you have your whole life ahead of you and you're intelligent and you're driven and you can either make the most of it and get your shit together and, you know, do your job or I'm going to fire you basically. (laughs) So I went home and I cried and cried and cried and he, uh, yeah, basically was the reason why I got my shit together And I went out and bought all these books and then 30 days later I basically met Craig. And, you know, Craig and I since you know, the day that we met, neither of us had ever really had a strong desire to have kids. Like he never said to me, Kitty, I want to have kids. We never really even talked about it. You know, we we opened the gym, we poured our heart and soul into the gym and so many hours and we just, we love training and, you know, we built our business and we did the Win It Life program and we did Saturday. and this whole time, neither of us had ever been like, oh, you know, I've really, I really want to have kids. And it was in 2020. So, I think Corona sort of kicked off around February. We just sold the gym in the start of 2020. So it was about February. And then, you know, everything started to, everything was shit for a while, you know, for everyone, you know, people started losing their jobs and it really affected our business, you know, like our business, you know, people, it's not cheap our our program because it's, you know, high touch and, you when everyone's has can't go to the gym and they've lost their job, the first thing to go would be a program like ours, which I totally understand because, you know, women, they can't even go to the gym to train or their husbands have lost their jobs. So we'd gone ahead and, and um, invested a big chunk of money in business coaching, which I don't regret at all because we learnt so much last year. We, was, we spent a heap on our app, our custom app, Insight, which Craig has done such an amazing job of building. So that's finished now and rolled out in our business and we're just doing some extensions on it. Um, and we also spent a ton of money on a rebrand as well. So all of this money was going out and money wasn't coming in and clients were dropping off. So, you know, it was a, it was a super stressful, uneasy time, I think, for so many people and so many businesses. Look, so I'm kind of really grateful. Craig and I have always been really good with our money we've invested money in our business we have good cash flow we don't you know we have money sitting there so that we could get through these hard times you know we kept all our coaches um and you know I don't know what it was it was like around mid probably mid 2020 and I don't know maybe I was feeling really shit about what was going on and I was like oh you know, maybe maybe this is it you know and I was like oh maybe maybe I want to have a baby like you know I I sit here now and I and I probably overanalyze things and I think oh did did you decide that you wanted to have a baby because you know it was a hard time in your business and you wanted to have some purpose or you know did you really want to have a baby because you thought you know there could be more to life or you know how much that I love Craig and how amazing it would be to create this little human with him. And look, fuck, I don't know. Maybe it's a combination of everything. But anyway, we decided that we would start trying for a baby. So maybe this was around August. So, and we were super, like, when I look back now, I'm like, oh, Kitty, like, you were so stressed and you were really tired and it probably wasn't the best time. But we started to try. But the actual act of trying was really stressful too. So, like, we would stupidly, you know, like, leave it till 8 p.m. at night after we'd had massive days at work and then we would be fighting. And, you know, it just was this probably very poorly planned, you know, process. But we did that. So from maybe about August, what's that, August, September, October, November. So we got to December and I thought, okay, I'm still not pregnant. You know, maybe we should go and see fertility specialists. Maybe we should just go and get checked out. And prior to that, when we first decided to try, you know, I was always tracking, or like loosely tracking my, um, you know, temperature and pulse. Like I don't strictly track it now because I just don't need to. But I was tracking it. Temps and pulses were good, and my cycle was normal, regular. You know, I rarely get symptoms. Um, you know, I used to get a lot of symptoms, but then when I found Emma and Ray Pete's work, and I started eating more food and not you know, smashing myself with so much exercise, everything got better. Um and you know everything was regular and so I was tracking everything and we got blood tests done Emma and I did a review and she's like you know it looks fine just keep going and so we got to December and you know maybe me thinking oh maybe we need to get some more tests done maybe we need to get checked out I thought you know Craig should probably jerk off in a carp and we should get his bloody sperm checked out and um, so we went and did that and he's like you know kitty things look fine um without actually you know opening you up and going inside like you've got your egg counts really good you've got lots of eggs like the eggs of a 30 year old but he said I can't tell the quality um Craig apparently has super sperm, which is good on you Craig uh (laughs) and so Craig was super happy because he was like oh I'm not the problem and you know that whole time that we since we started trying because I am so I don't know I'm just I'm obsessive by nature which I think is good sometimes because you know like I when I decide I'm going to do something you know I don't care how many times I fail I'll just pick myself up and keep going but this I just I felt like in a way like sort of destroyed me a little bit you know I just was so hyper focused on everything that I could do so you know it's pulled back my training you know I was like okay I'll I'll bring my body fat up because I was quite lean last year so I was really pushing hard and training hard and I was really diligent and focused so I was probably sitting under 22% body fat so I bought my body fat up over 25% I don't know what it would be now because I haven't Craig hasn't done any skin folds on me for ages um, and you know I think I just you know every month it just felt like and it wasn't even that long it was only like five or six months And it felt like you know fucking groundhog day and I feel like I just gradually sort of deteriorated because I was just so obsessed with what can I do what can I do what can I do um and I remember like getting on a call with Vic one day and just breaking down and crying and she's like poor Vic started crying too and she's like it's hard kitty like I remember when I was trying to fall pregnant you know it's just like every month you're so focused on it um and yeah she's like you know don't be so hard on yourself but she's like I really have noticed a shift in you a change in you you're not your normal self because I'm a pretty I would say like I don't know I'm naturally a positive person and you know pretty happy most of the time like even Craig says that to me so one of the things I love about you is you, you're very very happy person and I'm usually very grateful but I've found myself getting really negative and like not being grateful for the things that I had um and really struggling not to get so hyper-focused on everything I could do. So I'm taking every fucking supplement, you know. And anyway, so we kept going from December and, you know, we kept going and it just got worse and worse. And like I started to get more stressed and more anxious. Like I've never experienced anything like this in my life ever. I've never been an anxious person. So I started to pee like six times a day I'd wake up multiple times at night to pee and you know I was training less I was eating more food I was taking all the supplements I was getting sun so everything on paper I was doing right but just anxiety this incredible anxiety I actually thought there was something wrong with me and I was getting so distressed and more and every month the more it went on I just got more and more distressed and then I was like you know it's probably around maybe April Last year, and I was like, okay, what else can you do, kitty? It must be the training. Like, you're still training too hard. You're just, you're training too hard. So I was like, grasping at straws I was like okay I'm gonna completely stop training I'm just gonna do something you know like I'll and I had the idea to work with Amy which I'm not um I'm grateful that I worked with her anyway for three months because she's just so amazing and if you don't follow her you should really really follow and I really enjoyed the time that I spent with her and we did a lot of awesome mobility work which was great for me because I do not do a lot of that so which I've still maintained now so you know I remember that when I made that decision to stop the training for a week oh yeah so the peeing so I was peeing all the time and I wasn't sleeping so I was waking up like two three four five times a night because I was so anxious and um, so I remember with Amy I like when I'd made that decision that I was going to do that for about a week the pain just stopped and I started sleeping through the night because I think in my mind I was like, oh, okay, you're making some progress, Kitty. This is going to be it. This is going to be the thing that's going to help you fall pregnant. And then I think after a week and then when I started training with her, I realised again that I still couldn't control it. I still couldn't control the outcome. And then the anxiety came back and the pain came back and I still wasn't sleeping and it just got worse and worse over that over the next two to three months. Um And I just remember like standing in the the kitchen in our place in Main Beach one day and just breaking and just crying and sobbing and sobbing. And just I'm like, I just I can't I, I can't make this happen. I can't make this happen. And I think, too, you know, I really felt like a failure. I'm like, how can you not do this, Kitty? Like, this is this is something that every woman should be able to do and you're doing everything, you know, you're not even, you've hardly training, you're eating so much body food, you know, you've put body fat on, you're taking all the right supplements, you know, but I was just so stressed out. I even did some tapping sessions, which actually really helped at the time because it really, I think helped release a lot of emotions. But then after I'd done it, I was back to like, even practicing the tapping. I think the fact that I was still so focused on trying, I did some therapy sessions too, And it was so funny, the lady, um, so Carol Needov is uh, a friend of ours who's also in our program. She's a psychotherapist and she referred me to this lady and I just love Carol. And um, she's like in her 50s, I'd say, beautiful Italian lady. You know, we're talking, we sort of got halfway through and she's like, Kitty, I don't want to sound like your mum. She's like, what were you thinking? You're putting so much pressure and stress on yourself and COVID and you, you know, outlaid all this money in your business. She's like, you just... You know, you, you, and then you decided that you were going to try and have a baby, you know, Um, and it just made me laugh because I was like, oh, you're so, you're so right. Like, just all of this stress on my body. And what, what did I expect? So, you know, I did all that. And then, you know, doing the training with Amy, which again, I really enjoyed because I love Amy and I learned some awesome stuff, like mobility stuff. But obviously, I was just really missing my strength training because I love it. You know, I love being active and I love lifting heavy things. Um, and you know, I never had a problem with my cycle before this. You know, oh, and that's the other thing too. So gradually, as time went on, my cycle got shorter. So it turned up at twenty-five days, twenty-two days, twenty-two days. I started spotting before my cycle, and this was like hardly doing any training, eating so much food, taking all the supplements because I was just so stressed and so anxious. And it, you know, I look back now and I, because you sort of think, oh fuck, I just wasted a year and a, a year and a half nearly. Um, but then, you know, I'm like, what can you learn from this kid? What can you learn from this? And I really experienced firsthand what anxiety is like and the effect that it can have on your body. So, you know, that went on for a couple of months and, you know, it's just, I was just gradually like digging myself in deeper and deeper into a hole. And I just constantly thought about it, constantly felt anxious, couldn't sleep period was shit. Um, and uh Lauren De La Cruz she's got this you know she's the and the preconception um, PT Brit they had done this course and they would asked a handful of us to review the course and then just you know like post about it to help them promote it Um, and her and I got on a call one day just to chat about it and just chat about what I was doing and how it was going and you know, she said, "Oh, Kitty, I can relate to you and how you are. Like you're very process and numbers driven, and you know, you are all about progress. And like this, this you can't, like you can't control everything. Like the more I tried to control shit, the worse, worse that it got for me." Um, and she's like, and "She's so nice too. Like I, I'm just, I just come out and say things to people and just tell them what I think." But she's like, "You know, Kitty, would it be okay if I gave you some advice?" And I was like, of course. And she's like, you're doing everything great. Like, you know, your food's great. Supplements are great, you know. Um, And she's like, I think you just need to stop trying for a while. Like, you just need to go back and do what makes Kitty happy. And if that's lifting, lift. It's just, you know, you know what to do. Support your body with lots of food. and, um, And I was like, you know what, when you sort of know that you need to do something, and it's just like you needed some, someone to give you permission. And so I went, I got off the Zoom call with her. And I went and talked to Craig. And he's like, I think this is a, this is a really good idea. He's like, because it's just I'm feeling so stressed about it too. Because the other thing, as well, is it just made sex so shit for us. And like every time it would be time for us to try, so i track my cycle, I'd be okay, here's the fertile window. I would just immediately feel anxious and it would be so mechanical um so that was around when we were moving house so I guess it was end of July August and as soon as I would made that decision just like this weight was lifted off my shoulders and it was amazing I was just like I felt free I felt happy the peeing stopped like within a day literally within a day so I was going like six times a day and then waking up multiple times at night to stopping and then I had And even this was in the midst of moving too, because, you know, moving is quite stressful. Um, I had two like good cycles, normal length, no spotting, you know, no symptoms. I was starting to get symptoms again. So like I'd get really sore breasts before my period. I was getting some cramping. So I had two really good cycles. I went back to training. I started training again, you know, just gradually building up my numbers, um, you know, just making sure I was eating lots of food, not stressing about it. Um, So I had two really good months. And then, for some reason, I just don't even know what triggered it, but I just had this massive relapse, like, and I don't even know why. And I just started thinking about it again and stressing about it, um, you know, and just feeling like this massive failure, you know, like, and thinking, oh, you're the other thing I want to say, and I talked about this actually in an up and coming podcast I'm, I did with Fallon and Corey. And if you don't follow them, follow them. They're awesome. They've been on the podcast before. But we talked about, you know, like that then they were saying they really, they admire me for being so open about it. And, you know, like I think, you know, when you when you go on this pro metabolic journey, it's never, never things are perfect and we still struggle with things, even as things get better. And I just like to share because it makes me feel better. I think it just takes away a lot of the shame for me. But I just really felt like a failure. You know, I was like, why can't you do this? Why can't you achieve this? I was so hard on myself. And, you know, what are people going to think about me? I'm supposed to be so healthy. You know, I can't fall pregnant. That's, you know, having good fertility is a sign of good metabolic health. And you can't even do this. You're such a failure, kitty. And, you know, just feeling like everyone was going to judge me. Um, you know, and now I look back and I'm like, oh, who gives a fuck? Like, <laughs> people will judge you regardless. And, you know, this is just a journey, I guess, that I had to go on. Um, and anyway, so back to the, so I had these like two or three weeks of just like total, like relapse of just, you know, I started to not sleep again, and so then I just started to work with the therapist, and I thought you've got to, you've got to deal with this, Kitty. You've got to try and find a way to process your emotions. So, and then uh, that month too, period was shit turned up early spotting before. And I was just like, fuck, this is just a mate. Like it, it really hammered home for me, the effect that emotional stress, like really chronic emotional stress. I mean, like, obviously like you need to get to a point where you can handle day-to-day stress. Like you can't be so, not can't be, but you know, you're so fragile that you can't ha- handle any sort of stress, but I'm usually very stress re- resilient, but this really just, me basically um and so I started these therapy sessions and you know I just remember one of them like I was just crying and crying and crying and I was saying to her I can't find peace you know I need to either make a decision that we're not having a baby or I need to fall pregnant I can't be in the middle I can't be in the middle and she was like kitty that's a limiting belief of yours you can find peace being in the middle and I remember saying to Craig, I'm like, I don't want to keep doing these therapy sessions because I feel like I'm going backwards. Like I'm regressing. I'm having to bring up all of this, you know, emotions and, you know, deal with them. And, you know, and he's like, look, just, and I wasn't going to quit because I was like, you've just got to keep going. But it was really, really hard. You know, like this is, I feel like this is and a bit of a first world problem, but the hardest thing I've ever had to do ever, because, you know, in the past, it's always like, and in our business, you know, you just do the work you know you get you 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 experience success like obviously there's a lot more to it than that but you know like you fail you pick yourself up you keep going but with this it's like the more I tried to achieve it the worse it actually got um and it just the more it made me feel like a complete dud and a failure and so you know I just kept doing the sessions and you know just kept pushing through and you know, I don't. I don't know what it was, but we had a bit of a breakthrough. Um, and just, I was like, I sort of like, I realised I was like, I was like, okay, kitty, you just have to practice moderation. <laughs> like, you just have to sit in the middle for a while. Like, I'm not good at moderation. Like, my mode is either I'm all in or I'm all out. You know, like, especially with my training too. I love to have goals around my training. So you know, I was like, oh, maybe I should be in powerlift again, or maybe I should do something. You know, but um, I was like, okay. What you just need to do, Kitty, is practice moderation. So, you know, I'm just doing my three days a week training, still training hard, but not high volume, but high intensity, but lower volume, which I really enjoy. Eating heaps of food, you know, which is awesome. Who doesn't love eating lots of food? So making sure I'm recovering properly and just going, you know, like, you're probably not going to make a heap of progress right now. Like, but, you know, Craig said to me, Kitty, who cares? You're really fucking strong. You've got shit tons of muscle. It's like, be happy that you can just maintain this doing a minimal amount of work. And I'm like, yeah, but that's not the point, Craig. You know, I really like to progress all the time. And it's this thing around progression. And, you know, we talked about it in the therapy session is I love to progress. I love to make progress, even if it's slow and gradual. And I hate being in between. And I think the hardest thing for me was going, was not knowing So not knowing when I was going to fall pregnant, if I was going to fall pregnant. And, you know, we worked through a lot of that and, you know, just really practicing gratitude for everything that I have and learning, I guess, was hard for me was going, you can be grateful, Kitty, and also feel sad at the same time. So you can be grateful for your life, your great for this great partner it's two gorgeous dogs you've got two businesses that you love you've got a great team you know great family great friends but you can also still feel sad that you know that you don't have a baby or that you want to have a baby and also I guess what helped me too I think was acceptance like I remember I sort of got in that sort of time when I was spiraling back down (laughs) um you know, I remember messaging Carol and I just was just getting sucked down into the whole of the thoughts. Like I would, you know, like when the thoughts come into your head and then you just get into this tennis match with them and it just gets out of control. And she was sort of giving me some strategies to bring me out and we got on the phone and she's like, you know, and I was just sobbing and she's like, Kit, it's just acceptance. You have to practice acceptance that you can't control this and that, you know, it may not happen. You know, it may not happen. I might not have a baby, you know, and like maybe trying to, and I'm, I talked a lot to Leela, my friend Leela, and she's so lovely. Don't follow her, go follow her too. And she's like, you know, you've got to surrender, Kitty. And I'm like, fuck, how do I surrender? I don't know how to fucking surrender, you know, like it's just so hard. And I don't know, like I feel like I've sort of gotten to a better place now, like the last three to four weeks where I actually genuinely do feel good. Like I'm doing my three days a week training, you know, still training hard, but eating lots of food. I'm just in this middle ground of like, okay, I'm not making a shit ton of progress with anything, but I'm just, I don't know, I'm just being, I'm just being Kitty and doing what makes me happy and, you know, like getting up with Craig every morning and walking along the beach and with the dogs, uh, you know, enjoying our weekends, enjoying our work and, you know, we've got some really exciting things happening with Saturday and just going okay cool if your life just continues like this and you don't have a baby, can you be happy? I can be happy. I'm happy. I'm happy. It's okay. You know, like it, having a baby isn't just going to like, it's not like I'm miserable. It's suddenly going to make me happy. It's, you know, I am, am happy and accepting that. Okay. Like if you just did this for the rest of your life and obviously kept growing your businesses, cause I really enjoy that. And you know, that's one other, another thing too. I think I really, sometimes would beat myself up for being driven and enjoying progress. Like I remember talking to Vic one day about it, um, had lots of conversations with Vic and she's like, you know, Kitty, it's not such a bad thing. Like, it's okay. Like you're, you're happy. You are happy. You love building the business. You are driven, you know, and that's totally okay. Like don't feel bad because you think that you need to want a family or you think that you need to want, want this. And I think, you know, just accepting who I am and getting up every day and enjoying every day and being grateful for what I have, which is an amazing life. Um, you know, and I just sometimes like I, every day I get up now and I, you know, practice gratitude, five things and often, and they change, but you know, some things that I really think about, I'm just so grateful that I can train that I have a healthy body that doesn't have any injuries. And I can go into that gym and I can push hard and do what I want. And I have the knowledge around nutrition to support my body. And, you know, I love walking on the beat, but just some really simple things make us happy. Um, And then even this month, Because I said to Craig, I'm like, because we just stopped, completely stopped tracking my period and like stopped trying, actually physically trying in my fertile time because it was too triggering and it would make me obsessed again. And so this last, was my fertile window about six days ago. I said, okay, look, I feel like I'm in a good enough headspace that maybe we could try this month. So I tracked my period to actually have sex in that fertile window and we did it. And there was about one day when I sort of slipped back into the, like, obsessive thinking, but I managed to just, you know, using all the techniques that the the therapist taught me in the tapping and, you know, managed to sort of pull through it. Um, And I liked what Carol said to me, and same as the therapist, she's like, Kitty, you're never going to be able to stop the thoughts. The thoughts will come, but you need to learn not to engage them or not to let them spiral and just feel your emotions, feel them. It's okay to feel them and feel sad and it will pass um and yeah I managed to get through it and you know not turn into a crazy and still you know I've been sleeping awesome this week and we looked after Vic's kids on the weekend and can I say like hats off to all of the mums out there because being a mum oh my god we, like, and Vic's kids were so good Ruby um Uh, Ruby and Eddie they're gorgeous they're like three and I think Eddie's four and a half but they were so well behaved like they did everything we asked them but it's just constant and you don't realize it until you actually have a kid I think or you look after kids so again I just want to put it out there mums you're amazing so anyway I remember standing in the shower with Craig on the weekend going oh look I'm really proud of myself for like not turning into a crazy this I don't know why I call it a crazy but it's just I'm just having a bit of fun you know uh, um, after us sort of trying and having sex, he's like, no, I'm really proud of you too. You're doing really well. You know, I know it's really hard and you've really, you know, you're doing well at practising moderation, Kitty. Um, you know, so, yeah, I don't know. I feel in a good headspace and I think I just have have to, you know, be okay with it. Sometimes I'm going to feel sad about it, but sometimes I'm going to have these thoughts that come into my head and it's just about managing them and processing them and, you know, not engaging with the negative talk so that it so that I get into this into this um spiral and just really focusing on you know enjoying my training really fueling my body so I've been really diligent with my tracking this last week because I think if I don't track I just undereat and I've been eating lots of food having great sleep really you know having fun with my training and just going just just be happy being it's okay just to be happy just being in the middle so yeah I don't know it's been a it's it's I don't know, like I think about times last year and it was awful. Like I felt so anxious and so tired and just like, I don't know, like out of control. And I think that's what was the hardest for me because I have to have control, you know, and being able to like let go of this and go, you actually don't really have any, you have control over things. Obviously you can nourish your body and do all the things that you know how to do, but, you know, you know, you can't, you can't like you can't make this happen kitty and you have to be okay with that so yeah so that's where I'm at still doing my three days training still training hard fueling my body um you know just walking a lot walking every day um so you know hopefully my period should so I had that shit month last month because I was stressed Um, But I think I'm about day 20 now, maybe. So hopefully it will be normal length, no spotting, no symptoms um, this month because I'm feeling good and not stressed and not anxious. But, you know, I I can also, I think, really appreciate – oh, sorry, I just wanted to go back. Something I forgot as well. I did all that bloody acupuncture too. Like I did everything, like everything you can imagine. It was so funny too. Like people would message me funny things like – oh, you shouldn't eat chicken, like, if you want to get pregnant. And Vic and I were having a laugh at, like, oh, we should we should get a little book together about all the funny um, suggestions that people have given me. And if you're listening to this, please don't send me messages saying you should do this, you should do this, Kitty, because it's like I know every people mean well, but it's like I think I've, um, you know, got it under control. And I've got lots of good people, like, you know, Tomo. worked with Tomo for a bit after the breast explainer, so I got my boobs out as well. Um, stop bloody dyeing my hair um not that i thought that was stopping me from falling pregnant but i just wanted to get my breast implants out in december last year because i just was like oh obviously it can't be good to have silicon um in you so that was an experience too but yeah i just i don't know i feel a really good the best i've been in the last year and a half i think so hopefully i um can continue this and you know, who knows if we have a baby. I actually think, like, if I turned around today and said, Craig, I don't want to have a kid, but he'd be totally fine with that. Like, he's like, I love our life, Kitty. I think it would be cool with a kid in it, but I'm not, you know, I don't really, really want kids. And I'm like, well, maybe you should have a bit more of a think about it because obviously it's pretty fucking life-changing and it's not like we can give it back, you know, like it's a contract for life. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. We'll, 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 we'll see what happens. So, you know, either way. I can truly say that I will be happy because I love our life. You know, I love Craig. I love our Henry and Winston. Henry's not so annoying anymore. He's out of the puppy stage. Um, and I'm just enjoying life and you know, enjoying continuing to help women through our business and growing our business and so many exciting things happening Saturday. And then we've got Savvy as well with Vic, which is the clothing. So, you know, it's a really, it's a really exciting exciting time and i'm proud of myself for continuing to persist and get to this place of moderation which is pretty fucking hard for me because i'm like either all in or i'm all out so that is it that is the um that is the update hopefully i didn't uh waffle on too much or or miss anything but yeah so for anyone who was who was wondering what's happening? I'm not actually pregnant yet. Well, I could be. Who knows? It could be now. But, you know, I'm not not thinking about that. I'm just living life and enjoying my training and enjoying working the business and enjoying having normal sex with Craig in this world. Well. I'm sure anyone who can who's tried to have a baby can relate to this. Sex was just the worst, like the absolute worst. It was so mechanical and stressful and, you know, poor old Craig felt under, um, under so much pressure. But come out the other side. I've learnt some valuable lessons. I've learnt some awesome things about myself. Um and yeah, we will just we will see what happens.